Good afternoon, Rich Nats, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media, and I'm here for this week's installment of Five Minutes With. This week, I'm speaking to Anthony Ambrose, who is the President and CEO of Data.io. Good afternoon, Anthony. Good afternoon, Rich. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Yourself? Wonderful. <laughs> just starting to get a little chilly here. We, uh, we're in the... 50s, I think. So uh, I, I think we're we're at that point where I'm in New Jersey, and I don't think we we do fall or spring anymore. We just go right from summer to winter and back. Yeah, I know what you mean, Rich. New Jersey is a great place to be from. I was born there. Oh, 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 oh! Be careful with that one. <laughs> I have lots of friends whose last names end in vowels, so be careful. I know. <laughs> okay. So, so we only have five minutes, and uh, I don't want to get you in any more trouble than you're already in, so let's get right into this. Um, my question for you has to do with security. Now, you guys, if, if, if I remember correctly, you guys do a lot of hardware-based security, where the industry has sort of circled around a, a software-based security. Um, a, is that accurate? And B, why do I need hardware security when the software is good enough? Well, it's interesting. I think uh, if I can maybe just challenge the premise a little bit, I think right now the industry's rallied around no security, which is really bad. Um, you know, the, every time you pick up the uh, newspaper or read an article online, it's about a product that was not really secured that's either been compromised or worse, weaponized uh, to go attack something. So uh, the problem today is that the default is no security. Now, you know, software security is better than no security. Let's just let's just start there. Um, but the I think let's examine the problems you're trying to solve. Uh, in our opinion, there are really a couple things you're trying to do here. Uh, number one is to make sure that you preserve and maintain firmware integrity over the life cycle of a product. From engineering to manufacturing to the update service, you have to maintain firmware integrity. And number two, you also have to secure your supply chain, uh, which means, of course, that you, you have to be able to secure your manufacturing by protecting your IP in the manufacturing process, make sure that you avoid cloning and avoid overbuilding as well. So if those are the two problems, let's take a look at, at how uh, software or true hardware-based security might uh, address those. Um, a software-based security system really uh, tries to uh, protect the software with, with nice tricks and, and interesting uh, coding applications, um, but it doesn't have a physical root of trust, where hardware-based security provides an immutable root of trust. So for example, if you start your design with a microcontroller that adds, let's say, uh, an authentication IC, uh, that creates an immutable root of trust. You can also start with a secure microcontroller that incorporates those uh, security features directly uh, into the chip. Uh, we think that provides a very necessary root of trust and addresses the security problem at a fundamental level. Uh, the second part is when you look at uh, the supply chain, uh, software-only uh, solutions really don't address the su supply chain problem at all. You could have uh, cloning, you could have uh, poor IP protection at your manufacturing site. Uh, for example, reworked parts end up in a bone pile somewhere. Someone could lift uh, the, the uh, memory chip and uh, have access to your, uh, to your software code. Um, even if it's protected, they could always drill down and get access to it. The nice thing about a hardware-based security is you establish that root of trust when the part is born. 
and uh, it makes it a lot more fundamentally secure, certainly for applications where uh, that IP, the core IP in the device is extremely important. So, uh, you know, certainly uh, anything's an improvement over no security, uh, but we think if you're going to go to the trouble of securing your device, why not go to the trouble of doing it right from the start and add true hardware-based security into your product? Okay, but what about the cost involved? I mean, a lot of people look at software as being, I wouldn't say free, but almost free, and, and that's probably not the case for hardware. Well, I think obviously everyone needs to understand what the costs are in their product and manage that accordingly. Uh, what we're seeing with hardware-based security is uh, more and more uh, tailored solutions that become increasingly cost-effective. Uh, we're seeing people able to secure their systems for around 1% to 2% of the price of the product. Um, and again, that's for a true secure solution. Uh, when I look at what you're trying to protect, you're not only protecting your product, you're protecting your customers. Uh, and you're protecting, you know, what, what people are using IoT devices for in the first place. Most of the time you're putting something in an IoT to, to monitor something, to sense something, to consolidate that data, roll it up, and then make decisions based upon that data. Um, if you're spending a lot of money not only on the equipment but the business intelligence, the uh, analytics on top of that, uh, you certainly want to make sure your data stream is giving you real information. Uh, you know, the old expression, garbage in, garbage out, comes to mind. Uh, the second part is, again, if you look at some of the more high-profile hacks, uh, not only from the IT community, but also coming in from what you might consider IoT devices, that's costed uh, costs hundreds of billions of dollars of uh, either market capitalization or brand equity damage to some very, very large and well-known companies. So, again, it comes down to, are you going to be penny-wise and pound foolish, or are you going to do the job right the first time? Okay, we're, all, we're almost out of time, but you said something very interesting that uh, I hadn't heard before, that uh, security is averaging about 1% to 2% of the cost of the product. Did I say that right? Yes, we did. You know, we've done some basic analysis for what the, you know, the system price of the product would sell for, what you would have to add in terms of uh, hardware and do the provisioning. Um, and, you know, we think it can get into that range. But isn't that very uh, subjective to what the system cost is? I mean, if, Absolutely. You know, and obviously it scales and, um, you know, it's, a, it's an estimate based on a broad range of products. It uh, might be different for a car, certainly, than a light bulb, but we think that's the appropriate factor to look at. Hmm. Is that an industry norm? Like I said, I hadn't heard that model before. Again, we look at it bottoms up from what it takes to secure devices with authentication ICs, secure microcontrollers, and the associated provisioning. And uh, we think it's a relevant metric. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to bring that around, and I, I like that a lot. Like I said, I hadn't heard that one before. Okay. Um, where would somebody go to get more information about what you guys are doing in this space? 
Well, with Data.io, we're doing, they can obviously go to www.data.io.com. Uh, we've got some very specific solutions under our Centrix brand there. Uh, and we're also working with a number of silicon providers, uh, the people that build the authentication ICs. Uh, we're public with uh, Renesas and Infineon and a uh, distributor in Europe, EVV. And uh, they have a, a bunch of information on their websites. Uh, but stay tuned to this channel for some more announcements. Very good, very good. Well, thank you for your time, Anthony. This was very enlightening. I know I learned a lot here. Thanks very much, Rich. Take care. That was it. Anthony Ambrose. He's the president and CEO of Data.io, and I am Rich Nass. Have a great day.